Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Magic Podcast. Seth Green is a five-time best-selling author, speaker, and nationally recognized direct response marketing expert who is CEO of one of the fastest-growing direct response marketing firms in the country. To get free access to a download of his new book, Podcast Marketing Magic, and a free live training webinar that will show you how you can use a podcast to attract new customers and referrals like magic, simply register at www.ultimatemarketingmagician.com. On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Hi, my name is Alec Green. The best marketing guy is my dad. First, he helps people with with marketing magic. Next, if you need marketing help, he will help you. Finally, if he is a match marketer, my dad is the best. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Brandon, uh, the founder of the only Academy for Professional Painting Contractors, the only academy exclusively dedicated to increasing profitability for repaint contractors. Um, met him at the Info Summit via Dean Kennedy, saw what he was doing and said, wow, this is really, really cool. I love that he's applied all of this stuff to a physical niche that A, you didn't even know, most people didn't even know was a niche, and B, that it's, I mean, they're out there in communities generating local business and they are selling physical services and you wouldn't necessarily think these are guys who would get this stuff but he is educating them he is brainwashing them he is getting them to drink the kool-aid um we are super excited um to have you here today brandon thank you so much for joining us you're all together too kind to have me seth i'm glad to be here uh i'm glad to have you let's go back in time a little bit i know you weren't always running the only academy for professional painting contractors uh, where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in Arab, Alabama. That's spelled Arab, pronounced Arab. It was a misspelling by the federal post office, and they decided, what the hell, and they stuck with it. So that made us the Arabian Nights, I guess, instead of the Aradian Aardvarks, or whatever we would have been. Gotta so love it. That's where I grew up, rural Alabama. Awesome. Uh, and uh, what did your parents do? Any early inklings that this is where you were going to end up? Probably not. Dad couldn't read or write. Uh, we grew up in a sawmill slat house. We did not have air conditioning or heat. We had red well water, uh, no carpet on the floors. He was born late, uh, had me late in life. He was uh, born with clubfoot, kind of facial deformities, and just put on vinyl tops for a living. But he was insistent that I go out and get an education. And so I kind of grew up in that uh, exceptionally poor environment, which is awesome because, you know, worst case scenario, I can go manage a McDonald's and be just fine and not really feel like I've missed out on much. That is awesome. I find that com a commonality with a lot of success successful entrepreneurs is that that drive is there from an early age that I got to do better than this, but it's awesome. And I love your outlook that the bar was set so low that you didn't have to do much. And that drove you to the incredible dizzying heights you are at today. 
Um, how did you get started in the world of direct response marketing? Well, it all started, I guess, my education. I cut my teeth in the political world. I uh, initially started running U.S. Senate, U.S. House, state and local races. I wrote for our political magazines. Uh, there were mainly folks that, that run campaigns, wrote a book called How to Make, Raise Money for Political Office. And uh, so I've worked in and around training people that, that are running for Congress on the money side and um, built up, as many people do in business, something very foolish, a large software application before I tested the market. Turned out that people liked the information more than they actually liked the application. And so I was kind of giving away the software, but what was driving people to me was this niche specific knowledge. And then what got me more specifically into direct response and information marketing is I was on amazon.com and I had bought some stuff for my business and it said people who bought this also bought this. And it was Robert Scrobe's uh, Get Rich Quick, uh, information marketing millions, some such title, uh, and somebody that I worked with. Guide to in creating an information marketing. Video. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it's a good book. But the yeah. thing that happened, Seth, was so I'm flipping through it, and on like page 15, it says, "This is what you need to know about your market. They need to be easy to reach. Politicians were not. It said that they needed to be uh, to have a decent business size. Campaigns do not." And they're also only doing anything every two to six years. Now, they have no publications that serve them. You can't really buy a list of them unless you put them together. And they are lazy as hell. They're the worst people you could ever work with. You know, I always said that painting and politics is the same because you're always trying to cover something up. But painters that you meet at Sherwin-Williams in the morning have at least 10 times more work ethic than most of the folks that tried to work with me that I fired before they hired me. There were some exceptions, but largely uh, painters have a bad reputation in many cases for a reason, and so do politicians. Wow, okay, so you decided you didn't want to work with politicians, or, or you were inspired that to create an information market someplace else. How did you come, how did you decide to be in the painting niche? Well, oddly enough, in between a senatorial campaign and a congressional campaign, I was looking for a franchise, but did not have the cash to really get into it and hooked up with a group of people that had a licensing opportunity. And I did not know at the time that they had no systems and they pretty much sold me by sheer force of will. And then 2008 hit the great recession. And that's the year I started my painting business, which was not very kind to the home service market. And so I've quickly discovered that what I had learned in college did not work. And I fell back on what I learned in in politics, which is pick a small list of people, beat them up, make lots of offers until somebody says, I need something. And that's what I did. And we started turning around things. And then I discovered a few direct response marketing classics, uh, utilized probably 15% of them and grew a million dollar painting business, about 20 associates, sold it in 2014 for about $440,000. Not a big deal, but a big deal in that most people can't sell a painting business at all. And uh, then, I, then I was doing the, the political stuff still on the side and, and ended up basically picking my information marketing niche just simply based upon the fact that I had built up a painting business at one point. That was my story. It was my affinity group, if you will. Absolutely. So while being a political guru, you built up a seven-figure painting business, then sold that, and then decided to help other painters do what you did. Do I have that? 
relatively correct? Six figures. If it would have been seven figures, I'd have probably just, given how how little we have in the way of debt and how simply I live, I probably wouldn't be talking to anybody right now. <laughs> in a cabin in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Got it. Awesome. Only six. Okay, six. No, seven. I'm sorry. I guess seven. I don't count the ones. There's six zeros behind them. You're right. Yeah, seven. it was. You did over a million dollars. That's a seven-figure business. See, I, well, I was educated in Arab, Alabama. Math wasn't my strong suit. I see that. I see that. And you don't have to calculate. You know, painting. You just got to calculate how many gallons do I need, right? That's right. Awesome. So now you are teaching other teaching in the the painting contractors how to do what you did. Um, what is what are some of the biggest challenges they are facing? Well, you know, they, they have this in many ways, the same challenges that a plastic surgeon or an attorney would face. Almost all businesses have a handful of fundamental problems. And you've seen this, Seth. And we have a core five strategy. We walk them through the first five months. Number one, they don't ever contact their customers and in many cases don't have them in a list. Or in the case of white collar professionals, they have them in a list, but they don't contact them. So we run them through a customer reactivation process in month two. The other thing they struggle with is that they are uh, pricers, meaning that they're really good at giving people prices for services, but they have no systems in place to communicate to the customer why they should choose them, why they're different, or why they should pay a premium price for the same services. So there's no trust building, no differentiation, just here's your scope of work and the price. Once we reactivate them, they don't keep in touch with them. So we just simply teach them how to use an emailed and mailed newsletter. A lot of this stuff is just simple blocking and tackling. And then we move on to how do you generate referrals from other home service uh, people and your customers in a very specific programmatic fashion. And then finally, how do you go after 40,000 plus square feet commercial projects in your area so that you can get commercial contracts that are recurring, that are profitable, and where there's less uh, administrative stopping and starting. That is awesome. What do you like best about your business now? I like this is going to sound incredibly sexist and I apologize to our listeners if it is. I've, I've worked in all female environments uh, in nonprofits, which is what I did before politics. And um, I'm, I'm pretty just, I like just hanging out with good old salt of the earth guys. It's how I grew up. And that's not really what I was around um, in the political world, but all of my uh, members are just honest, hardworking. And for the most part, about 90%, guys and you can give it to them straight and they're not going to wince they're not you know they're going to you know fall over and i just like working with our guys because they're they're just good old manly men and we have a good time cutting up and, and getting to know each other and all of a sudden seth some guy who has made sixty seventy thousand dollars a year for the last 20 years is now making 120 or two hundred thousand dollars he's taking his wife out to nice restaurants, they're going on trips, he can face his in-laws and not wince at Thanksgiving, and he's proven all these people wrong that he couldn't make it in the painting business. And those kind of success stories, the things that I get, the emails, the mail, uh, I just know that I'm making a difference. It's not the kind of difference I thought I would make in politics, the kind of idealistic BS difference I thought I would make. I, I mean, I did a lot, but these are people that now are living a better lifestyle because they found what I do. And um, I believe that that's really important to me. That is beautiful. I would agree 100%. What is uh, the, what, how many, first of all, how many painting contractors ha, are, have you, how long is, how long have you been doing the painting contracting coaching business? 
a little less than two years. I'm shy of the two-year mark. So uh, some stats for people that listen to this that would probably be interesting. It, it's taken me to this point to build a list of about 1,600 opt-ins. Uh, no one has corralled the painters uh, into a list. There's no one doing the type of Dan Kennedy GKIC marketing in my niche that I do. Therefore, joint ventures are rare. Uh, call them non-existent. So I'm herding all the cats together for the first time, which is expensive. Um, I've got about 60 people in my gold program, about 10 people in my platinum program. So we're only at about 70. It's a small little group. And I also have a relationship with a national painting franchise where I work with about 60 of their members to help them implement systems that were previously absent. And I'm working on revenue streams from really probably what will be the breakthrough that will decide whether I stay in this niche or not long term is with um, some of the largest painting manufacturers. And every town you drive down the road and you look around, you will see uh, painting stores, some corporate, some independent. And the corporate stores in particular are the ones generating billions and billions of revenue through painting contractors. However, they do not teach them how to do anything in their service niche, which is kind of a shame and frankly quite silly. But so that's what I'm working on right now. That's going to be a, a long term conversation. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you're going in the right direction. And there's a lot of opportunities for the person who herds them all for the first time. If you don't have media yet, I would strongly you know i'd say maybe you should publish the first newsletter maybe you should publish the first magazine maybe you should become the trade association um type of stuff what i know you've worked with some amazing people over the years what is your the best advice you've ever gotten mm. well the only advice i ever got that really probably matters long term was i was sitting at pine grove baptist church and a, and a pastor simply asked me in a classic Billy Graham style, if you died today, would you meet the Lord tonight? And I did not have an answer for him. And so I went up there and they baptized me in the creek beside Pine Grove Baptist Church. And frankly, I'm not really worried about how the rest of my life turns out because I, at least that part's finished for me. So I've always looked at the bigger picture of that. And, uh, but the most practical, probably business advice I ever got was I was uh, doing something with an MBA uh, project one time, which is a useless degree that I got that I wish I could have gotten my money back from. But luckily I talked to a very successful man and he said, Brandon, you're always going to have headaches in business. It doesn't matter if you do small things or big things, you're going to have headaches. Go for the big headaches because they'll at least fill up your, your time with things that might earn you a little bit more money. So I'd encourage people out there, you know, go after the large partnerships, charge the large prices, you know, take the big risk because if you're going to be taking risks, you might as well uh, get the commiserate rewards that come along with it. That is good advice. How with all that is, I don't know if this is necessarily affecting, wouldn't necessarily affect as much the painters that you serve, but as opposed to your uh, ways of attracting them. With all that is constantly changing in the world of marketing, different forms of media, different um, techniques, how do you stay on top of all of that and balance it all, juggle it all, and focus on your core deliverables of things that work? Well, the short answer is in many ways I don't. Um, what I have done is doubled down on some traditional things that have worked really well for me. The old mailbox, it works great. Send somebody a letter. These guys do not get communicated with in the U.S. Postal Service. 
Um, and I'm opting in, putting together my own uh, opt-in list has been really helpful from high-end sources. Um, I write for our publications, which is, gives you some authority and credibility. Uh, that's generated a lot of leads. It created leads immediately, and now it's got kind of a long tail effect. Uh, my blogging has been remarkable. Uh, most of the people listening here, if you're in a niche in particular, if you're in a micro niche or an underserved niche, content about marketing or sales in your niche is very powerful online. You don't have to be a genius or be particularly adept. You've just got to get the crap out the door and write some things with some decent titles. And before you know it, you're all over the first page for everything anybody would look for. Um, so that's really been it. And then the slow and steady drumbeat into my unconverted lead list with our newsletter, with offers, uh, with open enrollment seasons. I mean, it's worked very well. I'll put it this way. I'm not where I want to be, far from it, but we are further along in year two than I ever was in my painting business, further along in, in, in this particular undertaking than I would have been uh, in political consulting, and it's scalable, and it's allowed me more flexibility and more income, so I've got a long, long way to go, uh, and I've been through this five-year business cycle once before, and I, you know, the you start getting some, and I will tell this to information marketers listening, you start getting some free stuff about year three. This free crap just shows up. People call you for something, want you to come speak and do something, and you didn't really, you did a bunch to earn it, but you didn't specifically do anything at the time. But until you hit about the three-year mark, you don't get much for free. you got to scrape and claw and fight for every bit of it. So hang in there. If you're still fighting it through the first 18 months, it won't happen overnight. But if you keep at it, you'll you'll get to where you need to get. I, I that is great. What are some of your secrets for getting so much done in a day? For being so productive? Ignore your members unless unless they have calendar a time to speak with you. Um, not because you do not like them, but because you cannot serve them well and you can't do the high-end things you need to do so they can grow their business unless you are focused on yours and, and getting that information to them in a way that's easy to implement and not overwhelming. So, um, so much of when I tell people um, how I run my day and that I don't talk to anyone unless it's calendared, how I don't return emails except once or maybe about once a day, people do think you can't do that, especially if you come from the service world. If you run a traditional bricks and mortar or a man in a van or a man in a box business, a man in a box meaning they come to you, a man in a van meaning you go to them. It doesn't matter if you're operating on their heart or if you're fixing their truck, it's all the same. And so I would say you have to take control of your time and you have to be perfectly willing to pick the hardest things on your list first thing in the morning, get up, work on them, and slowly watch all the little stuff catch on fire and let it burn. You'll be able to get it done by the end of the day if you'll focus on it then, but you just gotta let all the little stuff catch on fire and burn because if you let the small stuff be the center of your universe around which the big stuff orbits, uh, there'll never be enough time to cram the big stuff in. That is very, very helpful. For our folks who are listening, listening or watching this and resonating with what you're saying and wanna learn more, uh, paintersacademy.com, is that the best place to send them? It is, but if you opt in and you're not a painting business, you're not getting my stuff. But you can look all you want to, um, and if you will email me directly, I'll send you some stuff that you can look at. Uh, but if don't get in my lead funnel because then you're going to be called by my assistant, and you're going to be badgered and bugged, and I may even show up to your house and try to fax you and send mail you things. 
So you don't want all that coming to you. But if you will email me directly at brandon at paintersacademy.com, brandon at paintersacademy.com, I'd be happy to send you something that you may find helpful uh, or offensive or obscene. There's no telling what I might send you. So, uh, you know, you got to be careful when you send me emails. That is awesome. All right, Brandon from paintersacademy.com. Thank you. So absolutely incredible story. Love what you're doing. Thank you so much for being on the show. Well, Seth, you're kind. Uh, this is the type of information that there aren't many outlets for. And the fact that you have taken your time to assemble it and get it to people, I hope that value is not lost on your listener. And I hope they'll send you some love. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to this special productivity series of the Direct Response Marketing Podcast. I've interviewed hundreds of the most successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and CEOs all over the world. And I want to share with you one of the biggest ways I've discovered to triple your productivity that I've learned from these amazing people. Even better, I'll pay you $500 to test drive it. Just go to take the500challenge.com. That's www.takethe500challenge.com to learn more. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.